Welcome back to In the Trenches podcast, the podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. It's great to be back with you guys again on today's episode. Charlie, Gary, and Elliot are going to be discussing camp and other things coming up in youth ministry as well as breaking down the next season, phase, era of In the Trenches podcast. We hope you enjoy. That's right, guys. We are back with In the Trenches podcast. Hope you guys are doing good out there in podcast world. But like Elliot said, it is Elliot, Gary, and myself, and uh, we're just excited to be back on the podcast. The last podcast that we did was with um, with Paul Reed. Yeah. And we learned about killing goats and a lot of other different weird stuff that was going on in that that podcast. But how are you guys doing? It's been a while. Good. Getting busy. I mean, uh, we're right in the middle of camp season. Also, since we've talked, did we do convention since yep. we talked? So yep. we got through youth convention, which was crazy um, record numbers for us that we didn't expect. And then camps have been, uh, we sold out five camps in about 35 hours. Um, That's wild. Every camp has over 500 and almost 560 people at each camp. So it's going to be a crazy summer. Yeah, it is. Elliot, what about you, man? Yeah same <laughs> it's been great really busy uh those episodes with paul reed were awesome i re- i listened to i think them. we had to go to counseling though afterwards that's why we haven't done one in a while because there's Honestly. dead sheep kids being stabbed yeah, his stories were pretty crazy it was like a horror it was like the new season of uh stranger, stranger things it's just Have you guys a horror. watched it yet i watched the first two episodes yeah it's scary. That's what I keep hearing. I haven't like dived into it yet, but I want to. My it's satanic. My also, <laughs> also, I don't want to say if I've seen it or not because, like, this is the thing, dude. You're a missionary. And, well, yeah, but then also, like, you never know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this has happened to me a few times where you like, you say something, you're like, oh man, yeah, the new Stranger Stranger Things season is insane. Like, it's so good, so crazy. And then you're with pastors or something. And and then someone's like, yeah, just uh, it just like checked my spirit a little bit, you know, or like they they make it like, and you've already revealed that like you like the show, and then they're like, yeah, I wouldn't watch it though, but that's just, and I'm like, oh, dude, like now I look like a bad Christian. Yeah, I've already dealt with that enough with tattoos. So it doesn't I'm, matter anymore. Yeah, it's true, but I'm I'm always where I'm always like when people talk about a TV show or like a movie or something, I kind of like. Yeah, what did you think about it? Dude, I got so I wait to see what they think so and then just agree with them. We don't have a, a guest with us today, but we usually do a crazy youth ministry story. But like on the record of that, um, I used to always quote the movie Step Brothers. Mm. Always <laughs> quote the movie Step Brothers. And so one day I had just moved into the apartment right I've before. I've never seen it. I'm a Christian. That's good. You probably shouldn't see it. <laughs> Uh, but I moved into the apartment and I had some students come over. It was after a church on a Sunday. And I was like, hey, have you guys ever watched Step Brothers? Oh I always quote it. Yeah. You yeah. showed students that movie? We got about 20 minutes into it and it got to a scene where I completely forgot like how bad this movie was. Yeah. And like I can see, luckily they were all like core students that are now on our leadership team. I was just like, I have to shut this off. Like there's no way I can continue watching yeah. this. And that was about like three years ago, four years ago now. And uh, I come to find out we brought that story back up and those students went back home that day after I shut it off and they finished watching the rest of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's so many moments of uh, what we've learned not to do by actually having to, to learn the hard way. Yeah. Dude, yeah, watching movies in youth ministry, you realize like these movies from when you were younger or whatever, 
have way more curse words in them than you thought like sandlot bro we're all like let's play sandlot for the youth and you're like oh or goonies goonies yeah. is a tough one bro goonies is the one where you're like oh it's just a fun family movie and the and like the rating system was different then mm-hmm. so like pg means you know something else but i think we've all done that like let's watch an old an older movie and you're like why were they allowed to say all that yeah you gotta screen those things before you yeah. watch them yeah i found yeah. that at the heart i remember we did a all night an all-nighter and we played napoleon dynamite and we had different churches roll through. And yeah. I, I was like, no, totally that. I'm like, that's not that bad. And then it got it cuts to the scene of Uncle Rico selling Tupperware and is selling it to... Oh, um, and he puts yeah, it over... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it there. Um, but I just remember sitting in the back, like, cringing because there was different churches there. I was like, if it's just our group, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm like, I felt really bad. Or Home Alone at Christmas time. Mm, man. Dude. Good stuff. Sound off in the comments. What's yeah. a movie you played? <laughs> I know. Um... But hey, uh, right now we are going to just talk about really summer camp and what to kind of expect at summer camp, some new things that might be coming into summer camp. And I know um, we're excited for it. Hopefully you guys are excited about it. We're at the network office right now. And we're looking at this whiteboard of all five camps. And like Gary said, it's it's going to be a crazy two and a half weeks of camp. But um, I just want to open up the floor really quick. What are you guys excited about when it comes to camp this year? I mean, for me, it's just the sheer number of people that are coming this year. I'm, we didn't know what it was going to look like especially <clears throat> after the pandemic and a lot of people came back last year we had great camps last year um only one or two of them were full, were full. Mm-hmm. but to come back and not only be full but even have to get extra places uh using the condos and some of those things um this will be the biggest camp i mean if, if these numbers hold we're talking about 2800 people coming through camp this year which will be the biggest in, in SoCal Network history as far as summer camps go. Is um, it, It's just going to be crazy. So just that and, and the, the excitement. Um, you, in the time we live in, we don't know what's going to bounce back and what's not. Yeah. And to see camps bounce back like this right after we saw youth convention b- bounce mm-hmm. back and kind of in a tough year where um, some things happen where um, even with convention camp being so close together, um, to see this kind of level of commitment, excitement, um, youth pastors ready to go. Um, man, I'm pumped for camp this year. I think it could be some of the best camps we've ever had. It's going to be a lot of work, but I honestly, with what we're trying to do with rec and our speakers and our worship and our camp team, um, this could be one to remember. Yeah. Yeah. What's cool is I think just the culture that camp has, like, um, we have, I know we say this every single year, uh, but like we do have I think the best speaker lineup that yeah. we've, we've ever had. Um, Josh Jameson, week one and two. Fire. Yeah. Uh, Peter Reeves, who people might not know in SoCal yet, but, like, I'm telling you, we're, we were lucky to get him for one of our camps because he's doing camps all over the place. Yeah. I but think everyone's going to love him. He'll probably be someone we yeah. definitely use in the future. For com- yeah. yeah, he's, he's just going to be a one. part of our, our family now. And the, he's doing week three. And then Paul Reed finishing it up. Uh, week four and five but this is the cool part is though that's crazy also we have socal worship collective mm-hmm. doing every single camp um but camps sold out before people knew that people yeah. bought into camp not to a speaker which is just crazy to me the the culture that's been cultivated which is like which is what you want mm-hmm. like people were picking weeks based off of uh time 
timing, you know, like, oh, this works better for my leaders because it's a weekend or, you know, we'd prefer to go this week because I don't know, there's something going on at our church or whatever. Like people were just bought into the idea of camp and they're just like, we know that the speaker will be great. Like that's just so different from even when I was growing up going to camp. It was always based off of, uh, you know. Who's speaking this week? Okay, I want to go to this one. Also, one of the things I love just looking at the whiteboard that's in the office and it's got, uh, you know, every church that's going. Um, I got to be honest, like one of the coolest things is seeing across all weeks of camp how many um, iglesias are going to camp. Like it's just such a cool thing of how we used to do a separate camp, um, bilingual camp. And now we do camp together. And I think it's just such a cool picture of seeing um, across all of our camps the involvement of some of our bilingual Spanish churches, which is just like awesome. Well, almost at every one of our camps, there's, there's uh, some of our uh, bilingual churches joining us. Yeah. Yeah. But also just the trust and the buy-in that mm-hmm. these youth pastors have had. I mean, yeah. we have probably a little over 100 churches that are coming to our camps that didn't really know for sure who the yeah. speakers were, yeah. but just got the spots. They want to be there. And they're, so to know that they trust us, that the their camps are going to have the elements they want and they're going to jump in is, is great. Yeah. yeah. When I feel good knowing that, like, because last year was the first time that we ever did the f- uh, five four-day camps. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, like, I wasn't sure how it would go. I trusted uh, Gary and our leadership, but I, like, I grew up going to the, the five-day camp, and I was, you know, I was a little bit like, oh, man, yeah. I, I don't want the five-day camp to be less than, because if you did, you guys always went to weekend yeah. camp, and yeah. you guys had a great time at weekend camp, but I, I always knew that there was a very different feel in weekend camp and in the week camp, um, and so I was just like, I don't know how this is going to work. Is, is the is week camp going to feel more like weekend camp or, you know, like what, what's going to happen. But it was just so crazy how it did not feel like camp missed anything by going four days. And it was cool because it made all of the camps feel the same. um, And it felt like nobody was missing out. You know, it was kind of like weekend camp at times felt like going to first service when you have two (laughs) services, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the same service kind of right is yeah. it like second service is like is popping and it's like fun and you know it's it's all that and that's sort of like week camp felt like second service and weekend camp felt like first service but it's just like across the board no camps felt that way um and i think that's such a cool thing and especially with the speaker lineup we have this year like i can yeah. confidently say like pastors were asking me you know which camp should i go to and i was just like you can't miss dude like our speakers are crazy. We have the same worship team. It's rec is is laid out in such an incredible way. With like, the, you could go to any of the camps, and I promise you, you're gonna have return on investment. Like it's yeah. gonna be amazing for your guys' youth ministry, for your students, for you, um, and with how packed they are. Oh my goodness, it is gonna be insane. I cannot wait, dude. This is like part of the reason I got into youth ministry was so I could keep going to summer camp. Dude, I was the kid who, like, my youth pastor made these, like, camp recap videos, you know? Um, And he burned one onto a DVD for me. And I remember one summer in particular, I, like, I watched it every single night. 
because of how excited I was to go to camp. Uh, and I kind of feel that way again. Yeah, I'm, the thing I'm most excited about when it comes to camp is, and it's funny because I know before we were kind of planning convention camp and this entire year, I was like skeptical of like, dang, this is going to be hard, youth convention and camp right next to each other. But what I found with our kids or our students, it's like, to me, they were so on fire right after convention. Yeah. The fact that it was so close to each other, not even, it's really not that close, but like a few months apart, it got them excited. It got them like yeah. ready for, oh, this is right around the corner. And like tons of students signed up. Yeah. Like, it, it worked to <laughs> our... I interrupt you, bro. It, <laughs> it definitely worked to our benefit, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But what I love about what's happening right now for, for SoCal Network Youth Ministry is that this really, with camp, it begins a new rhythm yeah. in, in, in SoCal Network Youth Ministry because um, from here on out, summer camp will kind of be that thing that leads the way for the new year. So yeah. it'll be summer camp, which leads into our Youth Alive uh, rally in September, which then leads to our Youth Pastor Refresher in November, which leads to our called um our called event, which will be in uh, January, mm-hmm. and then youth convention again in uh, April, and then and then summer camp again. So there's this five events that will happen every year from here on out, and it'll just rhythm right into the next event. Yeah, yeah. and I love that like each event is purposeful. Yeah. You know, it's not like a repeat of the you know like just doing a diff- the same type of event just in a different uh, you know time of year. Hundred percent they're all very purposeful it you know we've gotten into a really good rhythm of like what do what do we do why are we doing it and how do we do it well yeah and uh so i think i don't know just with some of the new members of the team for camp and you mm-hmm. know just kind of also too just gary as the leader of camp really wants to not ever get like comfortable or yeah. you know complacent with camp and and we've had some meetings of some really fun new ideas with rec you know of how can we liven that up and can we talk about that and not make it so uh not make it so aggressive but make it enjoyable because i think sometimes it gets like the aggressive part's my favorite out of hand yeah i know i i enjoy (laughs) it too but i i just think uh i don't know man i cannot wait it's gonna be crazy i mean 560 people five camps in a row I don't know, dude. We just want people to come this year, and, and we, we're not going to give all the details, but Rex mm. going to feel a little different. Um, I think the camp across the board will feel a little different. We yeah. don't want them to come and just think, oh, we know exactly what's going to happen and what it's going to be like. Yeah. And there's going to be some things that stay the same that will we'll have some elements like the dodgeball tournament and some of that will always be there. But we want it to have a different feel. We want it to have a different things, but with the same excitement, the same momentum, yeah. the same um, community, the same culture. Um, that we've been able to build, especially the last couple of years with it. So we, yeah. we want them to come excited, ready to go. Yeah, I'm stoked for it. Camp's going to be insane. It's going to be super fun. But, hey, since we're on camp, um, looking at this board, I know there's um, a handful of churches that might have never actually even been to camp or even new youth pastors that are at some of these churches. Um, from your guys' perspective, what is some just helpful – heads ups, helpful tips um, for those youth pastors that are coming to camp um, or even youth pastors for the first time coming to a four-day camp? Do you guys have anything that you would like just to give them a heads up on or some tips of what to expect? I mean, just there's there's all kinds of elements that um, are particular to each camp, um, different youth camps, not just our camps, but yeah. even other camps. And so if I could tell any youth pastor, like, 
know before you go. Mm. So, uh, you know, find out the details of the camp. And, and you know, too many times when we, we've experienced this, youth pastors are horrible when it comes to opening emails, yep. when it comes to getting information. Um, you know, it, like with us, all the information's out there and, and we'll give it to you, we'll get it to you. Um, but you have to actually read it. You have mm-hmm. to actually go through it. And, you know, sometimes I feel like there's this almost spoon-fed mentality when it comes to leaders. And, and um, so be in the know, like yeah. know the different elements of the camp. Know, like, what are some of the traditions? Know what some of the expectations yeah. are. And, and so you're ready to go. So your students have the full benefit of the camp. Know your team color. Like, we always put out team colors beforehand so, yeah. te- so youth pastors can kind of plan ahead and, and, you know, get T-shirts for their group. And we supply bandanas, but... If you know your team color, man, go for it. Embrace it. Through the years, um, groups have been so creative on repping their team color and how to do it. Um, just like uh, too many times, I think youth pastors just kind of uh, show up and be there. And that's great. And we want to have that feeling of you can just show up and let us handle it. But there's still details you need to know and understand and, and prepare for. Camp doesn't start the morning you leave. It starts two weeks out, you yeah, know, prepping yeah. and getting ready. And kind of, you know, as, as youth pastors, we have to um, be in the big picture and, mm-hmm. and, and prepare and work hard. That's what we're being paid for. And yeah. so... We need to work hard and start planning those things and what camp's going to look like, what after camp's going to look like for our students, what, what are our youth nights going to look like the, the yeah. two or three weeks after camp. Youth pastors have to see camp as a bigger picture, almost as like a month, yep. a month before and a month after. And how do I um, build, you know, it can't just be about that week. How do I prep my students for it and how do I follow up with them afterwards? Yeah. That's think, really good. Yeah, because I think what you, you hit the nail on the head, especially – um, when we come back from camp, I think there's so many times that we can go to event an event and be like, man, this is awesome. This was life changing. Um, we saw the Holy spirit move in which we did, but, and uh, again, this is a Christian cliche. We say all the time, it can't stay at camp. It can't stay yeah. at convention, but then that I, it essentially kind of falls on you as a youth pastor, you as a youth leader, how are you going to prepare that for that next Wednesday night or that Tuesday night or Thursday night, whenever you meet, because it's like the workups, the workup at camp's done. Yeah. Now, how are we going to transition that down the mountain in our youth groups? Yeah. Well, I think it's a just a, rem- a reminder of like the network and us on like the network teams. Um, we exist to support the church, mm-hmm. right? Like the local church is still the ideal, uh, you know, vessel to like reach a, a student. And so I think that like Gary's saying exactly right. Yeah. Camp is great but it should have a purpose mm-hmm. and like we're, we're doing everything we need to do to, to set it up and to make sure that you're, you're ready to go. But if you just come and like, you know, students cry and hug and like have great cabin time, but there's no momentum with it. I know I say, I'll say it at camp this year again too, I'm sure. But like we get caught up in moments, but yeah. they don't produce momentum. And yeah. I think like if we start getting intentional, cause that's the thing, this, this is the thing too. I, I mean, I don't want to get, too much on a different subject but i've been noticing a lot um i think as youth pastors we get very caught up in like event oriented or not even just event but just like task oriented you know we get excited about uh, the name of the series that we're doing or the merch that we're launching or you know and all that's great and it helps with the culture we're creating but i've noticed this i was talking with tanner about it the other day and it it's you know kind of interesting that I've really come to this conclusion 
in this season of my life in youth ministry now that I'm not a full-time youth pastor, but the, the job primarily of a, of a youth pastor is to create culture through training and equipping their leaders, you yeah. know? And so I think um, just thinking that way, like what can I do to make sure that my team and my leaders are prepared for what we're about to do and, and participate in? How can we prep and, you know, and get our kids ready and excited for what's about to take place at camp and then utilizing that? Because there's like God moving at camp and students' lives being impacted um, goes without question. Like yeah. it's a guarantee. It's going to happen. And and I like that a lot of our youth pastors feel that way, you know, that people kind of have that expectation of like, this isn't, this is going to have good return on investment for us. Yeah. So now it's not a question of like, should I bring my kids or should, you know, should we go to your camp? Like we're past that point. Yeah. Camp speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, it's going to be incredible. Now it's a question of like, what can you do leading up to it mm. and afterwards mm -hmm. to make it, you know, really impactful for this school year. And yeah. that's even why we're, we're pairing Youth Alive Rally right after camp, September 24th. We're going to be, and we'll be promoing it at camp and yep. on Instagram and everything. But we want it to be, again, camp serves as this like really big boost going into the school year. And then Youth Alive Rally is a, a lot more practical. But again, another boost going into the school year of like, how can this year be different? How can we do more? than just attend or create events, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think what youth pastors need to remember and know is that this camp really is just another part of their, of what they have, They're another tool to yeah. do youth ministry. Yeah. Like it, it's a great moment and moments will happen. But if you don't, again, look at it with the big picture, you're gonna miss such a great opportunity. Um, to carry into the school year like yeah. for there's such a lull in, in the summer and, and I don't know I'm sure every youth pastor deals with summer numbers and summer um, you know kids are on vacation or um, I honestly still believe with all my heart most teenagers don't even know what day it is in the summer uh, because sure. the one thing they the thing that keeps them on track is school they yeah, know like yeah. and and so they'll miss youth or they'll make plans and um, so to have that momentum because normally your summer you know you're bringing to summer camp um, you bring other kids but you, most of your core kids are there too so use that to go yeah. into the new school year with some excitement and passion and, and you know those weeks you have in august plan them out like yeah. you know this these weeks after camp and and um, I would definitely encourage you not to take a break in August like yeah, don't. carry that momentum so it carries into that school year yeah yeah yeah, and and speaking of like August and whatnot, um, that we uh, at in the trenches headquarters. I don't really know what to HQ. say. HQ. HQ. Um, with summer coming up and summer camp, what we're actually going to get ready to do is this will be our last episode of In the Trenches um, until we get back into August and the school year kicks back up. And so what we wanted to do before we kind of end this season and get ready for a new season of In the Trenches is really talk about August. Talk about the beginning of the school year for our students and really kind of the, the reset for youth pastors and youth leaders out there as students get ready to go back to school and just kind of talk about some tips, talk about some series, talk about um, really what can we do to help utilize one camp because we just got done talking about that and carrying that as we do really get into the school year yeah we should just link 
the episode when we when we talked about that before. Or just, I don't I know. know. Can you we do did, that? We we did talk about able it to, like, last year. Link episodes. I mean, well, that, but that it's like fitting. This is a yeah. youth ministry podcast, and youth ministry is repetitive. And yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things again. But I think it's just being purposeful. You know, yeah. being intentional about what you're doing. Um, and that, cause that is the deal is like, there's turnover, there's going to be new students coming in, you know, mm-hmm. those fifth graders that are now in sixth grade or whatever, right? Like junior hires that are coming into your youth ministry. There's the ones that have just graduated and figuring out, you know, what your guys is your, your youth ministry stance and culture is on like s- people who've just graduated. Cause I know yeah. that there's just different things that work for different people whether you allow them to come in as uh, like a leader or like a junior leader or you mm-hmm. make them take a year. If you want my opinion on that, I would say, because I've, I've seen it done both ways, I'm always a proponent of like, don't make them wait a year. Um, I think that that's just yeah. kind of pointless in my perspective. I, I always allowed seniors who just graduated, if they, you know, if I saw a calling on them and like they wanted to, I'd allow them to come in and I would just put them with junior hires, yeah. uh, like especially yeah. newer junior hires that were coming in. That was their leadership point. Because, you know, some of these kids, they were just in school with it's hard to lead. It was like, you know, what are you talking yeah. about, dude? I was a junior, you're a senior, and now you're going to tell me I can't go to the bathroom? Like what? Yeah. So I would put them with junior hires. But I'm, I'm always a big proponent of like let them lead, uh, even students. Like let students lead. Uh, and so – Anyways, I'm just saying that's, yeah, that's a big thing about August is just kind of, yeah, having a game plan and being prepared. And Gary and I were just talking about this. I would say uh, communicate that. Like, yeah. I think sometimes we, we miss opportunity of people who have leadership capacity because um, we just didn't present opportunity to lead. Right. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what it means or what it looks like for you specifically in your youth ministry, but maybe it's something along the lines of, having a sign up that says, Hey, for, you know, for our graduate, or maybe you just have a meeting with your yeah. seniors and you yeah. say, listen, guys, we have a good young at all program, you know, whatever we want you attending on Sundays, but also some of you may feel like you want to be in our leadership yeah. team. I Here's just know like, that looks like for, for me, I, I always began recruiting our se- our, yeah. our next leadership team their senior year. Yeah. And there's not every senior is going to be a leader, but there's going to be some, you know, like they would be great. And why wait a whole year yep. mm-hmm. to have them do that? They're going to invest their time into something. Mm-hmm. Why not have them invest their time into youth ministry and start to learn it? Now we have That's a smart. period where they have a kind of, they're, they're, they're having to learn it and experience it. And, you know, we're not giving them full like control over yeah. a, a small group or anything, but, um, but there's training and in, 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 there's training that's part of it. But I would say anytime you're going into August, um, I don't know about anybody else, but what I've always taught and shown and, and is that youth ministry really launches in September. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, I never looked at January as the new year. September yeah. was the new year. Our yeah. year flows with school. And so we use that um, as kind of momentum. So we always took the last week of August, the last Tuesday night of August, we didn't do youth that night. But what we did is we did a big thing for our leaders and a mm-hmm. training for our leaders and kind of that, and then relaunched. I know it's only a week break, but just that week break feels like, okay, um, we're relaunching a whole new thing. And so September is a great time to relaunch your youth ministry, rebrand your youth ministry, do new merch, yeah. um, new series, um, really kind of get it going, new small groups. 
um, you know, do something that will add some new momentum to yeah. your youth ministry, especially if you're feeling dry or burnt out or any of those things. Man, what September is such a great time yeah. um, to, to do that. So start planning that in August. Start preparing yeah. that in August. So when it, September comes, you're just ready to roll with and, a brand new school year. And taking a night, like that's, that's very, um, I don't know, genius. No, great, for sure. Great idea to just take one of your youth nights when your leaders, because that's a big thing too. We have volunteer leaders, people in school, people who work, parents, right? And so it's hard because it's like, oh, I don't want to take another night of their week or whatever. So the beauty of like, let me just take one week of youth. Um, it gives that pause, like Gary's saying, to say, we're taking a break and we're coming back and we're relaunching. And you, you push it on social media, yeah. like you do it big. Um, but then you get that time to invest. And that's when you bring in those new leaders for the first time. Like it's a clear, concise, like come to this meeting next week. You're officially a leader, right? Yeah. Like it's like it's just clear. It's a it's a big deal. And in that meeting, it's purposeful. Like, you you know, get food for them. Make sure they know they're pre like you get time to appreciate your leaders and your volunteers, which I think is huge. Mm -hmm. Like really, when it comes to leaders and volunteers, we could do another podcast about this. And I'm, we've talked about it before, but I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been noticing it a lot. Like it is our primary job, really, yep. to create culture. You need your leaders to create the culture you're trying to create. 100%. And so you have to get into the habit of leading leaders well. You have to appreciate them. Make sure they're volunteers, they're, they're students, they're, they're moms and dads. And um, so make sure they know that they're appreciated. Make sure they remember why the bigger picture. Why are they doing what they're doing? If they're just stacking chairs and, you know, and facilitating a small group or whatever that gets mundane it starts to become like a chore or a job but if you are constantly pushing the vision of your youth ministry here's why we do this every week you know we believe that god's bringing us broken and hurting students who you know have no other place to belong yeah are on the verge of of giving up you know like whatever and you constantly remind them it's like yeah this is why we do what we do and then giving them clear leadership like be organized make sure they know make sure you're not telling them day of what they're doing or <laughs> you know like like set them up for success yeah i'm telling you there will be dramatic changes in our youth ministry if we just lead our leaders well and that's the cool thing about that meeting is it becomes a time of you know felt like hanging out together I was going to say fellowship, like so churchy. Oh, that's good. But a time of hanging out together, but also just vision. This yeah. is what I appreciate about Gary, and it's why he was able to be a youth pastor and still involved in youth ministry and leading youth ministry, but a youth pastor for 30 years at the same place is because he constantly in those meetings would say, all right, if we we're going to start a youth ministry over again today, what would we do? Like every two years or so, he'd have this meeting. And I would say even now with how culture is, it's probably good to do that about every year just yeah. to say, listen, guys, if we need, you know, what would we start doing? What would we stop doing? What are some things we do right now that like, you know, we're just we've gotten to the habit of. And, and it gives people a voice too, yeah. it, it, you know, because what's it? Pastor Rich, our superintendent, he would say he doesn't really say this as much anymore. But his one of his big catchphrases was like people tend to support what they help to create. And that mm. is true. Like That's a bar. Uh <laughs> But I think that's that's what you have the opportunity. Yeah. We could talk series or whatever, but I'm just saying big picture, get invested in like leading your leaders yeah. and utilizing the momentum and even utilizing student leaders. I think that's huge. I don't care what you call them, but obviously I care about this, but especially with Youth Alive and Called, which we're going to do a called 
uh, camp or, or retreat or whatever we call it. Um, we're going to be doing something specifically for students who feel called into ministry. Youth Alive um, isn't just for kids who feel called into ministry. It's for kids who want to have a missional mindset on their campus, which totally plays into kids who want to go into the marketplace, you know, yeah. become doctors and lawyers and uh, teachers and construction workers and whatever. Um, but there are kids who feel called into full-time ministry and we want to help streamline them. Uh, and so I would say in youth ministry, we need to start leaning into that. Like yeah. there's a big, a big need for discipleship. Um, again, there's a lot of topics we're going to hit and we're passionate about discussing in the next season of in the trenches. Uh, and the episodes won't be as sporadic. We have a lot of, of cool ideas and plans yeah, we in do. place. But um, before we do um, close this out, first off, um, for your guys' school district, your school district goes back in September. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And so, like, obviously, for those that are listening, um, take a look at your calendar. Some go back in August. But yeah. I still think, I think that that's just uh, logistics. Yeah. Like, I still think. The meeting's great. That's a September great September is still the, you know, like, you don't get, you don't have to get caught up in the, like, well, we're back in school August 24th. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. But we still understand like September is the start of the school year. And I know that people are going back earlier and earlier. Um, but we all know September is still the start of the school year. It's, it's funny because I always viewed August. It's like June is still the start of summer. Even, yeah, though people, even though people even though people get out in May. Yeah. But June is the start of summer, right? I don't know. Maybe because I'm from Riverside, we do it different. It's May? Yeah. Like we, we got out in, in May. Wow. Well, we ultimately, would, whatever works for you, yes, make it work and, exactly. and do it. Really quick, before we do wrap this one up, because we talked a lot right now about um, seniors and graduation. One thing I think that, at least I know for me, and I've noticed this, is where I think churches have a huge disconnect is almost even within their kids' ministry teams and having those fifth graders, if they transition from fifth grade into sixth grade, so that meaning transition from kids' ministry into youth ministry. What are some ways that, one, and in my opinion, we're if we haven't done any um, pouring into the kids' ministry team or pouring into the fifth graders, we're already behind the ball. Um, but what are some ways that youth pastors can help that transition smoothly for those fifth graders? I think your your uh, your students are great um, recruits for being kids ministry leaders. Mm. I I just think like I think that's the it's like pretty obvious like that is a a great way. Well, first of all, have good relationship with your kids pastor, um, and some people who are listening like you're in charge of kids ministry. Yeah. Like it's it's very much a next gen sort of thing, um, but I think that's like the most simple answer I could give. Like our our students need to have leadership roles and i think they could have some of that in youth but youth is for them yeah right and so i but i still am a proponent of like give them areas of leadership but not so like concrete where it's like do you know what i'm saying like yeah uh they're running youth ministry youth ministry is for them even though they can still be a leader there but let them lead in kids ministry because it gets them there on sundays um, it gives them responsibility. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, yeah. and then that's, that's how the, you, the kids know not only other leaders and stuff like that, but they know some of the other kids. Yeah. And I think, and what you just said was great. Cause I remember, um, 
our camp three speaker, Peter Reeves, he was at the breakout we went to in Florida. Um, he was talking and he said that they're seniors that want to be leaders and they already know they're going to be leaders. They have them serve in kids ministry. Yeah. And it's great because then like what Gary was saying, what you were saying, once they make that transition in, that's going to be their small group leader. Yeah. And so it's just a, it's a smooth transition. Um, for those students that might be nervous or might be scared going into um, into youth ministry. So, but yeah, man, this was a fun one. It's fun to be back in the trenches with you guys. Always fun. Always fun. But um, like we've been saying, uh, we are going to be taking a pause for a short, se- or just for a little <laughs> Every, bit. Like everyone listening is like, oh, isn't that what you always do? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> all right, like, wait a second. You guys, <laughs> you guys try to make oh, this oh, you're every taking, week. Oh, you're taking a pause? <laughs> Uh, but we are we are going to be ending season two of In the Trenches and getting ready for season three. Um, like Elliot said, though, we're going to throw in some different things, maybe some live questions and whatnot from you guys. And so um, and a few different other kind of elements that we're going to throw into the podcast. So we're excited for it. We're excited for the new season to come. We're excited for camp um, and everything else. But uh, any final words from you guys? Have a good summer. Yes. Hags. K-I-T. Hags. K-I-T. Keep in touch. Oh, wow. I know hags. I didn't yearbook know signals. Are you Dude, trying to think I how used, you sign a yearbook? Well, I remember <laughs> in junior high, just the ending story. In junior high, I would I had people sign my yearbook, and I was in public school finally or whatever. And uh, I remember I kept asking people, please don't please don't put anything inappropriate. My mom's going to look at this. And then it definitely made everybody put just the most inappropriate stuff. Like and what? Then I had to go in with a Sharpie and like, cross stuff out cross out drawings and like yeah it was a whole it's a whole thing (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's great but hey guys thank you so much for tuning in and taking a listen to in the trenches podcast uh we will be wrapping up right now and we will catch you on the next podcast in season three have a good summer hags